0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: And we're live. Yay, Martin, tov. we are live. Mazel Tov is right. So uh, welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. I'm Mel Rosenberg, your host, and I'm here with a spectacular author who I'm really honored to meet and to interview. Well, meet, you know, I'm in Israel and you're in, uh, somewhere in Brooklyn. Uh, are you in Brooklyn? No, I'm, in,
2: I'm in Florida right now.
1: Ah, okay, but you...
2: I left Brooklyn. I left you, Brooklyn.
1: You, you brought your accent to Florida.
2: It's always... It's, uh, well, South Florida, everybody speaks like this. So it's like uh, South Brooklyn. Uh, you know? okay.
1: So I'm here with Martin Lemelman, and we are celebrating, Mazel tov, your wonderful new graphic book for kids, which is called The Miracle Seed. Um, and uh, we both know that the Illustrated Children's Books are miracles, so show us your miracle, and um, I'm going to tell the people that are listening to the podcast to run up and buy this book, The Miracle Seed, published miracle. by Eric, by Martin Lemelman, who is the author and the illustrator, uh, recently published, recently means just two months ago, by uh, right. Erdmanns, Erdmanns. And uh, wonderful to have you. Wonderful to have you here, Martin.
2: Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it.
1: So, so before we start, show us a few pages of your... Uh, Lovely, lovely book. Okay,
2: uh, it's uh, the book is this is um, it, it. What what it, uh, intrigued me about this story is it goes back thousands of years, but it also brings it back into the present, where the Judean date palm was uh, resurrected from uh, reber- reborn. Uh, from extinction, uh, a, a date palm and a date, date uh, fruit that was not tasted for a thousand years was tasted again. So to me, that was a true miracle. And in terms of the history of the Jewish people, it was even more of a miracle. It's almost like a parallel to uh, uh, how uh the Romans uh, destroyed the temple, which is in the book, uh, to the rebirth of Israel, to, uh, you know, the thriving of Israel and the palm.
1: Okay. And essentially the story is based on a true scientific uh, story and uh, it's incredible. So your story starts 2000 years ago, picks up in recent uh, modern day Israel. And it's, it's incredible. Uh, but um let's first of all talk about you a little bit mm-hmm. um your let, let's talk about your history um i think that uh writers and the authors and illustrators like you who have managed to publish award winning um and and much loved books as you have are miracles so let, let's talk about the miracle of Martin Lemelman then we'll talk about the miracle of the dates
2: well uh let me just a little, uh I think uh, one of the interesting things in terms of uh, becoming an artist, I mean, I think I was an artist before I was a writer, was I lived, uh, my parents were Holocaust survivors and uh, uh, we lived in back of a, I lived in back of a candy store in Brooklyn, New York in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn. And one of the things that I was not allowed to do was to play with some of the toys that they my parents were trying to sell but this uh so so i wouldn't ruin it so i couldn't sell them i mean i could eat anything i wanted ho-
1: hold on so, so just to, yeah. just to be uh, very uh, clear clear you lived in the candy store that was your parents candy store
2: right right my parents candy store we lived in a three rooms in the back of my parents pa- parents candy store with uh schayra, you know, it's is in Yidd- Yiddish, it's uh, merchandise, okay, ah, so,
1: ah, schayra, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, schayre. so right. it was like boxes of cardboard with all the stuff and the uh, toys and the candy and everything, so even today, uh, se- 70 years, 65 years later, uh, when I smell cardboard, uh, it brings me back to those times because that's what my back of the candy store smelled like. So in any case, I uh, was not allowed to play with the, the real toys that they were selling, but my parents bought this uh, candy store uh, and it was on the bones of a candy store from the 1930s. And in that candy store, there were like uh, shelves underneath covered sh- uh, drawers uh, that had old stuff that my parents couldn't sell. And in those shelves were dried up paints, okay, there were uh, tempera paints and uh, old uh, uh, paint by number set paints, you know, those kind of things. And I didn't know any what you know, the difference between this kind of paint and that kind of paint. So I got some typing paper and I started, and some cardboard, and I started painting. And it was like magic. It was, you know, like, probably when I was about six or five or six years old. And uh, that was an amazing thing to me. And that's how I started really uh, thinking about being an artist. It was, would take me into another world um uh my mother never was very happy with me doing that she always wanted me to do good in school and i did really well in school i really was a great student but she couldn't understand the painting but one of her her advice that i take till this day is uh she would say mata don't don't finish
1: okay we're going to have to wait for uh for martin to come back in um so um in the meantime, I'll tell you that it's difficult to be connected to South Florida these days. Um, and I don't even know why. But we're going to wait a second for uh, Martin Lemelman to come back and tell us about his miracle and the miracle seed. So, uh, Martin, uh, welcome back to the interview.
2: Uh, I'm really sorry. I don't know. It's a, I, I, life,
1: is, life is fair in, in Florida.
2: Okay. I'm really sorry. I'm I apologize. I don't know no, what's it, going it, on.
1: It's okay. I th- I told a joke while you were gone.
2: Okay, good. Okay. No, I, I
1: I didn't, but I'll think of something if it okay. happens again.
2: Okay. I'll, I'll tell some jokes.
0: I should okay. I
1: should have a list of so, jokes. No, okay. you, you tell a joke if I fall off the radar.
2: Okay. Okay. So
1: so, so uh, we we were talking about the miracle of the uh, hidden, the long lost uh, uh
2: yeah, the saints and so my mother said to me Uh, if you're going to do paintings don't finish and I would do six paintings in a day and so she would say don't do uh, six in a day take your time on one and so until this day I never finish something in one day it's always like I'll do something and I'll leave something for tomorrow Uh, and sometimes it takes me two and a half years to do something so that's what happened with the miracle seed it took me two and a half years to do this this book so and
1: you're you're also second generation uh, holocaust survivor
2: yeah i yes i am
1: yes yes so a few words about that you've also written about it extensively
2: yes i uh well i uh, uh my mother uh and father were holocaust survivors i never got my father's story so much i mean he did join the russian army i know that uh but my mother's story i know extensively and uh uh, I have a, if you want to hear a story about how I got her story, uh, well, um, there were, um, in the candy store, we didn't have much decoration in the back. Now, you know,
1: maybe we should have this about the candy store and then I'll talk to you next week. This candy store is a never
2: ending. Okay. So
1: yeah, I, no, I, Martha, Martha, I, don't, I, I shouldn't be the one giving you ideas for
2: books. Okay. Right. No, I do have- they did a book on that actually
1: you have a book on the candy store on martin yeah i do yes okay yes. great uh, I, I need to see that i need to see that
2: okay yeah That. uh uh yeah but in a, uh i'll make it short then okay i'll make right. it short okay so in any case um uh there were three three needleworks in the uh, candy in the back of the candy store and that was the only thing on our walls it was uh, a peacock uh a horse and a house, three, and I and my the only thing I knew about it was it was made by my Baba Malka, my grandmother Malka, but my mother would never tell me about what happened. I knew she was a Holocaust survivor. It's you know it's in the DNA. You know it, but you don't know anything about it. So me- let's fast forward to like 1989. And, my, and I'm living in Allentown uh, as a pro, I, I was a professor uh, in uh, illustration and graphic design. And my mother's living in Far Rockaway, New York. And she's, uh, my pa- father had passed away and she Sorry. calls me up and uh, I say, uh, uh, how are you doing? And she said, okay. And well then she says, not so okay, I hurt my foot. And I said, oh, how'd you hurt your foot? And she said, well, I was uh, making a a chicken for Shabbos and the frozen chicken fell on my foot. So I said, oh, uh, and so how is it? And she said, it's okay, It hurts a little. So then I told my wife this story and she said, you better go and pick up your mother. And so I went to pick up my mother and she did have a broken foot. And in Allentown, uh, the doctor said uh, she had to keep off her uh, foot for uh, about six weeks and my mother never kept off her feet when she was at our house she would sweep and cook and clean and everything and um, so I was yelling at her you have to keep off your feet and so how do you feel it's like Jewish guilt I'm screaming at a little old lady I'm screaming at a Holocaust survivor and uh I felt bad. So then I got this idea and I said, Ma, now is the time for you to tell me the story about your life, not only about how you survived the Holocaust, but how, what was your life before? You know, what was your family? Because I didn't know the family at all. And uh, so she said, "Uh, no, who needs to know this? I said, I need to know this. Uh, my brother, your son, Bernard, my brother needs to know this. Your grandchildren, well, not your, your grandchildren need to know this. And so I gave her a little Jewish guild too. And so then she started, she said, okay, I'll do it. And I got a video camera out, the big VCR cameras. And she looked at it and she said, will it understand Yiddish? <laughs> so, so I said, ma, Yiddish. It'll understand Yiddish, and so that's how I got her story. And I wow. have so 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 so,
1: that, uh, so it was from interviewing in Yiddish.
2: She she said no if, if I read in English, and so she started <laughs> she started speaking in English. But but when she started to and in the beginning when she's talking about her life before the Holocaust, it was in English in broken English, but in when she started talking about the Holocaust, she couldn't, uh, she started speaking in Yiddish. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. So, yeah. And you have these tapes somewhere? Yes, I do. Yeah. That's the basis of uh, actually my first graphic uh, memoir, uh, Mendel's Daughter. Yes.
1: Which so. uh, won awards.
2: Yes, it 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 uh, it uh, won awards. It was uh, translated
1: like, into other languages.
2: Yes, in uh, Polish, surprisingly, and French and Spanish. Uh, yes. yes. So,
1: um, so you are now. Um, I'm going back now to uh, to the child, Martin, the child, um, who uh, my wife
2: our... still thinks I'm a child. But yes, yes. Well, we, <laughs> I I don't
1: know whether you've listened to any of my. Uh, video or podcast but I, I believe that we write to the age that we're stuck at
2: right i think well, you're right I
1: think. so i write for five and six year olds then i know that i'm stuck there um yes. and the the, the uh, miracle seed is written for uh, seven eight year olds so I, yeah, well, i'm guessing that that's where you're stuck
2: yeah well a, la- a little old, well the miracle seed is eight to like maybe yeah seven to 14 years old yeah yes mm-hmm. okay
1: so keep going don't let me stop
2: you uh, okay I- where do you want me to be you know that's well, for 35 years i could just keep speaking and my my wife says why do you keep lecturing and I said that's the the nature of the beast you know after a while you start uh, um, was it mental shilshul you know
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> mental <laughs> diarrhea right um, well you're you're also talking to a professor so i know exactly what you're talking about right. Um, so, but uh, you're doing a great job, you know, because, um, some interviewees don't stop for error. You do. So it's perfect. Um, okay. it, you're doing really well. I, I, I really would like just to come over and give you a great big hug. Um, <laughs> and I might do someday. Um, so, so uh, here you're a kid and you love to draw and, um, and, um, they didn't tell you you should go to law school or study medicine.
2: Oh, it's. Absolutely. I mean, I was the valedictorian in my school and it was a yeshiva in high school. And when I told my my friend, first of all, I couldn't tell my teachers it was a yeshiva that I wanted to go for art. And I went to Brooklyn College in the daytime in my yeshiva. Nobody went to school in the daytime. You went nighttime and you learned in the day. Uh, You know, so I didn't tell them, but when I would tell my uh, friends uh, uh, I was going to go for art, they would put their arm around. One guy would put his arm around me. I remember, and said, it's like I lost my mind. And uh, (laughs) so so I never got, you know, we never had art in school until I got into college. And so that was kind of uh, an interesting uh, uh, experience uh, for me. Uh, But it's something I, I wanted to do. And it's interesting, as you said, uh, you know, how, how they, they wanted me to be a doctor, like every, every Jewish mother. And even uh, there was a time, uh, I, I remember it clearly in 1982, I was an assistant professor at a college I was illustrating, uh, I, I had illustrated uh, for Esquire magazine and I was doing, a, that was one of my first illustrations. And I had done work for, uh, I was doing work fairly regularly for Sesame Street Magazine. And my father says to me in Yiddish, okay, now that uh, you know, you've come to this time, uh, stop all this nonsense. I was an assistant professor, I will pay for pharmacy school. <laughs> this is not a, a lie. So it was like, and he never acknowledged that I could this could be something of a career as being an artist, or an illustrator. So he never uh, understood it, and uh, you know, I, I reconcile with that. My mother, on the other hand, uh, also was not very happy with it, but one time, a couple of years later, I was speaking at a group. It might have been like a Hadassah group. I don't even remember, at a JCC or something. And she was visiting at the time, and she listened to my PowerPoint presentation about some of the things I was doing. And she said, Matala, I didn't know you you did that stuff. That's really wonderful. So I said, yeah, thanks." <laughs> this was when I was in my 40s or something, you know. So... Uh, very interesting. Very. And it,
1: it, it, it's good as a, as eternal kids to have this reconciliation at some stage with our parents.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well. So, w- w- so, were you were you able to reconcile with your dad?
2: Uh, well, it, there wasn't that a question of reconciliation. I mean, it was like that's the way it is. It is what it is. You know, it's you know what can you do? You you always everybody wants. Um, you know uh, praise from their parents I mean uh, you know my children I say something uh, 40 years ago that you said that to me and I said did I really say that to you and I said I'm sorry I didn't mean it you know (laughs) so they everybody wants uh, praise uh, and uh, you know but you learn uh, you grow so
1: my my son Martin he could have been such a doctor
2: Right. He had such great great marks in school. Yes. What did he do? Well, let me tell you about that. I was really good, but my mother, I would get 98s on a test. And so what would she say to me? What happened to the other two marks? That's 100% what she would say to me. (laughs) Why didn't you get 100%? It's not like, whoa, this kid is nice, smart.
1: I, I, actually, I was worse than you because my parents didn't have didn't even have to say that.
2: Oh really? Why?
1: That's well, I don't. don't my this this interview is about you. So um so you, <laughs> but, you but but you had the ceicha, you had the good sense to study art in college or?
2: Yeah, yeah, I studied art in college. And uh, you
1: got accepted.
2: Yes, yes, and uh, the thing, the problem with that is. Uh, I had, uh, I I was actually uh, in a new talent show uh, when I was uh, uh, like right at my uh, senior year in college on Madison Avenue in New York City. And I got reviewed, nicely reviewed in like the uh, Village Voice and some other uh, art news. And uh, uh, I sold like, I, I sold a piece and then I said, I don't wanna give this away. And so I didn't sell it. And it was like, what? You're not, you know, so uh, it was like, what do I do? I do a painting. I want to make money on it, but uh, I don't want to get rid of it. So that's really a, you know, it's a horrible way to make a living, you know. And uh, there's a, it's a, I won't bore you with the details, but I have a story where uh, I, you know, somebody recommended I become an illustrator. I didn't know what it was. I mean, everybody knows Norman Rockwell, but I didn't know what an illustrator was. And so I put together a portfolio of black and white pieces and they said, go and show your pieces to these, to the art directors. I said, okay, I didn't know. And I did. And I got some work. I didn't know what I was doing, but I got some works. So and you
1: got was, to you got to keep the originals I afterwards.
2: I paint. Yes, I got to keep my stuff. <laughs> so this was like really something. That's really something. And it actually uh, c- c- was good. At some point, I did this book called the Tattoo Torah, and uh, it was a book I did uh, in uh, 1994. And so recently, uh, one of my latest projects uh, from 2018 uh, came out, I think in 2019, uh, they wanted to make a movie out of it with Ed Asner being the narrator. And uh, they, they, uh, uh, the art director, uh, the uh, director called me up and do you have the originals? And I said, yes, I do have all the originals. And uh, so that was the beginning of, and I, I did another hundred paintings, actually like over a hundred paintings for that, but I, the originals were there, and they used the originals in the movie as well. So it was good that, uh, uh, you know, cause when, when the tattoo tour came out in the beginning, there were a couple of people who wanted to buy originals and I said, no, I don't really want to sell them. So, so that was a kind of, uh, uh, you know, serendipity. So
0: Slash NBN fifty to get fifty percent off. And and how did you uh, and, and so you've been illustrating
1: for decades. Yes. Um, yeah. And how did you um, how did you break into becoming an author? Briefly, because uh, we want to go back to the miracle Sea.
2: Yes, I brought. No, I'm, in... ha- I'm
1: having too much fun. We can no, go on for hours.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it was with my mother's story. Okay, it was like. I was uh, reaching an age uh, where I need, uh, you know, I was doing illustrations, but I decided uh, I I don't I don't need I mean everybody needs the money, but I thought I need to do something for myself, told alone, and so and I, I needed to tell this story, uh, and and I did it not so much that initially uh, to tell you know to, to get it published. I really did do it for my uh, children, you know. Did the Mendel's daughter for my children, and uh, I never, I didn't know uh, how to do something like this, but uh, I decided that uh, I would give it a shot. And the impetus of that is I had uh, classes in illustration at Kutztown University where I was teaching in Pennsylvania. And I told my students about it. And every once in a while, they would say, Mr. Lemelman, how's your book coming? And so it would give me, you know, it was such a gargantuan task task for me. But because I had this, you know, guilt is a very good thing for me. And it was like, oh no, I have to do this because they keep asking me and I have to do it because they're, you know, uh, they're interested and I can't let them down. And so I did the book that way. And again, I didn't, uh, anticipated being published, but uh, it, how, know, how did the, how did that happen? Uh, it happened easier, e- more easily than I thought. Um, I sent out uh, the book to a number of uh, agents, and usually they say six, wait six or eight weeks, or nothing will happen. Within a week, I had two agents calling me f- for the book uh to be an, to be an agent for the book and uh um i picked one of them and uh, the book was sold fairly quickly after that. that
1: that is the same agent
2: you have today no no it's a different agent different agent yeah for that so so, so look but uh, he, the, the i had was not a children's book agent mm-hmm. you know it, yeah it, it's so hmm Okay,
1: so uh, but you you do realize the chance of uh, agents coming back to you uh, with a uh, first book is like one in a zillion.
0: Yeah, and no, yet,
2: I that's what yeah. threw me for a loop. You know, one it's in like, one
1: in one in several thousand really yeah.
2: for a well, uh, for
1: a, a, a novice author.
2: I went to interview my agents, which was like, oh my god, what is going on here? So. Uh, <laughs> So
1: that was your that was your um, introduction into the uh, into right. the world of, of authorship.
2: That, every, with everything I do, I don't know how to do anything, so somehow I plopple through it, you know. So that's that's what what well, what, right? what, what what word? What verb did you use? You plopple through it? Yeah, yeah. I, is that is that a word in English? I just met. Yes, it's a it's a, a English word. A English. So plopple.
1: So I just plopple through things. Yes, I, yes.
2: I've been I've been in Israel. You're allowed long. to use it. I'm allowing you to use it, right?
1: Okay, and everybody's <laughs> listening.
2: Right, right, right. So
1: so so Mark let's plop along here and right. uh, and get to your uh, wonderful new uh, miracle book, The Miracle okay. Seed. Yes. So oh, how, yeah. So how how does that happen? Tell us about the seed. Okay. Yeah, okay.
2: That I mean to me that was an amazing thing. Uh, I had finished uh, the tattoo Torah. And I was reading uh, an article, and I don't remember if it was in the National Geographic or the New York Times or someplace about uh, these scientists who uh, found a seed on, uh Yigal yadin had, had uh, unearthed uh, all these things on Metzada and there was, uh, and I had read, Uh, his book originally like 25 years ago, I mean, or 30 years ago, uh, which was fascinating. So I knew the story of the excavation of Masada by Yigal Yadin. Uh, And uh, so um, I... One one second,
1: one second, one second. For our listeners and and viewers who who don't know the story, Masada is this uh, desert uh, fortress originally built by uh, King Herod. Um, where it was the last stand of the Jews against the uh, the Romans? Um, and uh, Igal, uh, uh, was the, um, Igal was the was um, the chief archaeologist who yeah, uncovered got... uh, uncovered the uh, the, um, the well many many things including yes, uh, yes. And, uh, and, and
0: and
1: and so and so they found those seeds back in the when in the sixties or something
2: they found the seeds in the sixties. And uh, uh, so they found different things, okay? They found thousands of coins and they found, uh, I mean, I have it in the book here. They found, they found uh, you know, uh, clothing and they found, uh, let me just take this away here. They found um, uh, weapons and they found scrolls and they found oil lamps and they also found a jar with six date palm seeds, Judean date palm so, uh So that then they took those seeds and they put them in a drawer someplace in, at, uh, at a university in Tel Aviv and forgot about them for 40 years. Okay, so they were just kind of forgotten about.
1: Now that, that that's that's if it's Tel Aviv University, then that's the par for the course,
2: you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, again, let me for sure. I do, uh uh Bar-I-Lan University. Ah,
1: Bar-I-Lan. Same, same. Bar Ilan, same thing. That's okay.
2: <laughs> so it was in Bar Ilan University, and then Dr. Sarah Salone, who worked at the uh, Hadassah uh, Hospital, who was a scientist there. Uh, and she was interested in studying ancient, uh, cures and stuff. And, uh, so she decided, she heard that the Judean date palm was, uh, a known for a, its sweetness and B, it could cure diseases. And she was doing, uh, you know, studies on other, uh, things, other uh, things, ancient, uh, cures, uh. And uh, so she decided, well, why don't I give it a try and see if we can get something out of it? And she went and looked and she had found these seeds. She got the uh, uh, authority, the Israel archaeological authority to let her have some of the seeds. And she gave them to Dr. Elaine Soloway. And she said, could you make these grow? And Dr. Soloway said, it's like, how do you make something... 2,000 year old years old grow. If you know this, the type what makes up a seed? A seed is made up of three parts, okay? And I try to do this in the book so it's clear to children. And also I get uh, I've been getting it from adults, oh I didn't know that. I, I didn't know. they made it interesting and also simple. And that was my, my goal in this book to make something uh, uh, not only instructional but inspirational. In a way. And so um, it, uh, you know, the seed is uh, the seed covering that protects the seed. Then's the embryo of the seed where it'll grow. And then there's the food. And of course, after 2000 years, you know, the expiration date on the food is pretty old, is gone. But she actually, through doing, uh, bathing it in uh, uh, seaweed and doing all sorts of things, she actually made a seed grow, okay? And that was, the first seed was Methuselah. And that was the beginning of this extinct Judean day palm coming back and getting reborn after.
1: Methuselah, according to the Gershwins, lived 900 years. Right. I think exactly. he, he lived 969 or something. I, I can't remember. Right. Yeah, I don't. Um know. and this this date seed lasted almost 2000 years.
2: Right, exactly. Yes. And
1: and and she succeeded in germinating it. And uh to make a long story short, because I want to talk a little bit about the book. Um no I I I like this is the, you're supposed to continue now. To make a long story short,
2: she she did it, but the thing was it was it had it started to grow and uh, it, uh and one of the things is it started to grow then, then it started to die again so that you know in terms of like uh, the idea of being creative is not only about being creative as an artist or writer i think it's creativity is in all fields and that's the exciting thing and so dr Salway was very creative and she tried to figure out how do we make it live again because it's, uh, the leaves are yellowing and stuff. And she figured out that the water that they were using uh, in the Arab Institute was like agricultural water and it was too alkaline. And so they used a different kind of water and then uh, Methuselah started to grow beautifully. At the time when they did it, they didn't have like DNA that we have now, so they didn't know if it was a male or a female. So it came to be, it started to flower. It had an efflorescence, which is the flower, and they realized Methuselah is a boy, and so uh, it's a boy. I, it's you a have boy. To,
1: you have to have a bris. Yes, I
2: know, I know, but we have to. Is, we, ha- we have to find a bride for Methuselah. I know that's the thing. I. I did not know and you learn these things as you do the research is a lot of trees don't need male and female trees. An apple tree I don't think needs a male and female but a date palm needs a male and female and so I had ended the book uh you know a number a couple years ago and uh, I said well uh, they've it has pollinated the pollen is good Because it's been, the pollen has been shared with other places in the world. And even in the Arab countries we're using, it's pollen to pollinate. But there wasn't a a Judean date palm uh, generation that could pollinate and and create pure Judean date palm uh, dates. And so... um, uh that, that so i had ended the book that way with hopefully one day there will be date palm and then i re- read and i talked to uh, email dr soloway and said yeah we have hannah another date palm that's even older than methuselah by a little bit it was found in a cave uh, uh i th- i think near jericho and uh it uh what do you call it, and they, they grew it and it's growing well, and it flowered, and they pollinated it by hand, and mazel tov, there are dates. And uh, so, and I think the first... Man, uh, man,
1: Martin, maybe this is where the original word of going on a date comes from.
2: That's right. Yeah, i got gotten you. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> so they, had a, they had a date. I so they know. had a date. And they from this date... date Miraculously, right. was born. Was born, and and they actually they they had the first um, uh, the first uh, harvest was 111 dates, and uh, they the two scientists, Dr. Salaway and Dr. Uh, Salon, tasted the date, and it was sweet and nutty, and uh, tasted, uh, you know, and it was tasted for the first time in a thousand years. So. To me, that is a miracle. It's a miracle. And it's a, it's a story about hope also. And I think that, uh, uh, I think- hold, for, on, kids, hold
1: on a second, almost 2000 years, no?
2: Well, it, it, eventually it was, it, it was uh, the seed itself was in Masada 2000 years ago. A thousand years after that, they're not sure how ah. the, date, the date palm was totally extinct. Uh, the Romans destroyed a lot of the date palms and the, the things, but they're not sure whether it was when the Crusades came uh, and they also destroyed it or whether it was global warming at the time. So there's a they're, they're not sure why, but- sorry,
1: at, at, at least a thousand years since it had been a, on a date. A
2: thousand years since- Imagine my- going a thousand years without having a date. I know, I know. It's uh, it causes a lot of the anxiety. Yes, yes.
1: So, so um, you so you have turned this uh, miracle seed into into a miracle story, right, right. And um, and you have a uh, and, and that you, at some stage you found a a wonderful agent.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anna Olswanger, very good agent, really very helpful, very uh, uh, a, a great uh, person to work with. Yes.
1: And, uh, and she sold it to Erdmann's?
2: Yes, yes. And they've been really nice and uh, wonderful people to work with. Kathleen uh, Mertz, who is the uh, editor, was a great, is a great editor. And Holly Hoover is a, a really wonderful uh, art director. Uh, and she helped me with stuff you know, as well.
1: So as somebody who, who writes but doesn't illustrate, um, this is a very intricate book. And yes. so many illustrations on each page and 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 and, and so much a art research to be done um what, what what happens when you're in the middle of it Can you say what happens if this doesn't get picked up
2: it doesn't matter to me okay when i do something i don't do it because i want it to be published i do it because i um, uh dedicated to it and interested in it and uh i you know as i s- said to, you know the, the essence of it is is what i i like the the idea of writing and just when i was a little kid and painting i wasn't thinking i'm going to put it on a wall someplace i just wanted to do the thing and uh just to tell you some of the things um uh going to a yeshiva was is, is very essence in the way I do my illustrations and writing and actually the way I taught stuff uh, because I want an illustration not only to illustrate the words, but to enhance the words in some way. And let me show you what I mean by that. Uh, uh, here it's uh, after the defeat uh, of the Rome. I'm, I'm just gonna read it to you and just look at that picture there. After the defeat by the Romans, the Jewish people were scattered throughout the world. They lived in every country, a people with no land to call their own. They endured terrible trials, yet through it all, they survived. And so on this page, I have the Arch of Titus, where they uh, sacked the uh, temple in Jerusalem. And on that same page, I have the Jewish people becoming their own menorah. And so uh, it doesn't, it, 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 it's not only illustrating the words, but adding, enhancing the words. And a lot of the things, and, and a lot of times when I tell this to people, they say, oh, I didn't see that. And it, in a way it doesn't matter for me to tell, pe- to, for people to see it, it's, it's important to me to do that, okay? And one of the things also about, you know, being a yeshiva student was that uh, every in the Torah, they say every word counts. And so I don't write a a lot of, uh, you know, flowery language. It's simple. I try to make it clear. I try to make it exciting uh, and informational. So, uh, so that's also, so I, I, it's not really wordy but the, the words and the, uh, some, some people ask me, uh, well, uh, uh, do you write first or do you do the illustrations first? So first I write a draft and then after the draft, I start doing pagination. I draw, put the page, the, 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 write, the writing on each page that I think, and then I start drawing. And then I ch- change the words because of the drawing. So it's more of a dance between the writing and the art as opposed to this is first and then I do this. It's, it goes back and forth. I can, I can write a sentence literally 25 times if not more And an illustration, I don't think I would do 25 times, but I do at least five or six times to begin with before I start the final. So, uh, and to me, uh, you know, a lot of people, oh, that's really tedious. But to me, that is the excitement of the thing to discover uh, the essence. And again, I, I don't say it's perfect, but it's as perfect as I can make it.
1: Yeah. This has been wonderful. I'm going to say something in Yiddish, and I'm not going to translate it. The dein Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> and uh, this has been—you're—you're uh, you're a miracle seed. What what's uh, it, uh, <laughs> <it> was Kenneth Zoghen? Was Kenneth done. dank. am dank to you also. So um, I'm really moved. You know, I—you've um, given me goosebumps during this interview, and um, I hope that some. When when you come to taste date number four hundred and thirty
2: two, right? Okay, uh,
1: you'll stop by Tel Aviv and um, and we'll grab a coffee and I can give you a great big hug.
2: Okay, that sounds fantastic. It's a date. Okay, thank you very much. Thank of you. Of course, your...
1: it's of course it's a date.
2: That's
1: <laughs> a miracle date.
2: Right. Thank you.
1: A, a, a date. So this is this has been a wonderful interview. At least you know I'm giving myself here a ninety-eight.
2: Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, the hostage swing. Uh,
1: what happened to the other two? Right. Yeah. so Martin Lemmelman, congratulations on your brand new book, The Miracle mm-hmm. Seed, just out with Erdman. And, um, I hope that this book also uh, uh takes uh, takes flour. Is, is that can you say that in English? That's not very good English. Takes flour, it flowers. flowers. It's wow. flowers and blooms, Thank you. and it, Thank you win a lot of prizes, and it's translated into many, many languages, including Yiddish.
2: I would like uh, to have it translated into Hebrew. That would be really an honor. I mean, I would really... Well, let's let, let, so. speak
1: to me. Okay. So speak to me. Let's do that. Let's well, do that,
2: that. Yeah, I talk to my agent. <laughs>
1: Actually, I would love to interview your agent. So ask her if maybe we can do both at the same time.
2: Okay, sure. Okay, I will, I will tell her.
1: If, if she'll speak to somebody like me who's only an author and cannot draw a stick figure. Okay, sure. Martin, this has been wonderful. And, the, and I'm Mel Rosenberg. Uh, what am I? I'm the host of the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. And I've been speaking to the wonderful, miraculous Martin Lammelman, and about his life his career, his thoughts and his new book, The Miracle Seed out by Erdmann.
2: It's been wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. And dank. Thank you. Gezo- too,
1: too. Stark. And, okay. uh, and, and I'll practice my Yiddish so we can have the next one in Yiddish. In Mamilos.
2: Yiddish.
1: I don't get 98 for my Yiddish, that's for sure.
2: No, I get a fifth myself. Okay, take care.